The day is here. Hello, everybody. Sam McKeon along with Amy Jess for the showdown. It's volleyball day in Nebraska. Volleyball day in America. Heck, it's not just Nebraska. It's America. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, it's a huge midweek uh, showdown podcast. Um, we're recording this uh, about 10 hours before uh, the match uh, is about to begin between uh, Nebraska and UNO. And Amy, let's just get right into it. Um, we don't know exactly what it's going to feel like tonight because it hasn't happened yet. But uh, man, I mean, what a cool, what a cool moment uh, in the history of Nebraska athletics and the history of the state. And the history of women's athletics, yeah. the history of just like athletics in America and yeah. possibly the world. Like, I'm speechless, honestly. Like, and I don't get speechless very often. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited for today. I think it's going to be a phenomenal celebration of so many different things. You went to the top of North Stadium mm-hmm. and took that photo of just the whole thing uh, mm-hmm. last night. That's going to be full tonight. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I got chills last night standing up there thinking about that exact premise. It's wild. Yep. Me too. Just looking at your photo, because I didn't go in the stadium yesterday and do all that stuff. Um, looking at your photo, I felt the same way. I um and then I got, you know, a couple of people took a video of the of the volleyball players preparing to do the tunnel walk, and I got a kick out of that because I mean, you know, the football players have done that a million times. Those volleyball players get to the gate and they're like, okay, now you got to run. You know, it's like, it, there's yeah. also this very sweet part of this too, where it's like these volleyball players are superstars and they play, as you wrote, uh, in front of sellout crowds. And the Nebraska volleyball team makes a profit and that's like singular in women's athletics. Um, and yet they get to that and they're like, what are we supposed to do when we get to the tunnel? Like it's, there's a sweet component to this too, because there's just nothing quite like this moment uh, for, for them. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, And I just, it just goes to show that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, there is something that you don't know. Even if you're at the top of your game in your respective field, like there's always something that you're not going to know how to do. Yeah. One question about the match. Brass is going to win the match. UNO's got to deal with it too. And I think UNO is going to struggle with the same things Nebraska struggles with in terms of the crowd there. Um, what do you think is going to be the thing that that's most affects them and the UNK Wayne State match? Will it be the heat, the wind? What what do you think is going to be the thing that they're going to after the match are going to say that was that was different? Crowd noise. Yep. Because, like, yeah, like, it can get quiet in there if everybody's on the same page. Right. But, like, it's different. Because some people aren't going to have, like, the best view. And so, like, it's going to be, like, a social thing for them, which is still very cool and I love. But, yeah, it that's, I think, going to be the hardest part for them to adjust to. Because it's, there's always, I think, going to be a measurable level of sound in there the wind last night actually wasn't bad um hopefully that keeps but yeah no last night at about like when I was in there from like six to 
like eight. Um, not much wind, which was kind of a surprise. But you never know what it's going to do, especially at North Stadium. That's right. Do the people who have bad, a bad view, and there are a few, let's be honest, the where the stage is set up for the McCreary concert, it's going to make it hard. Do they then get a better view of the concert? I, I couldn't really yes. get a gist of that. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. It's based off of what that looks like, I think they do. Yes. Because there's a couple spots there in Lower South Stadium where um, you're basically looking at a, uh, a stage. <laughs> you have to look through the stage to see the, the court. Um, you have obviously you have Husker Vision and you can watch that, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's the crowd's going to be over ninety thousand. How many we don't we don't know yet, but probably come down to how many students sit around the sit around the court. We're on the we're on the field, right? Yeah, so there's there's fifty ish media seats on the field, yeah. so you're you're tried and true at every or almost every match are for sure on the field, and then. You. You're at you're yeah. you're there. Yes, me you, you and Brent are definitely on the field. Um, I am not sure what the rest of that looks like for us, but um, I'm sure a lot of us will be on the field. And then, you know, your other outlets who cover every match. Um, We're gonna have national outlets there for sure, right? Be some yeah, I yeah, there'll be some for sure. Um, ESPN will be here um, and, you know, probably some other ones. New York Times, I think. Um, Sweet. I selfishly want there to be more, but, you know, yeah. nothing we can do about that, you know. But, like, I've covered a lot of really cool things. Like, just in the past, like, two years, I covered the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. I have covered the men's final four, that Ireland game, a host of other final four events, national championships, New Year's Six Bowls. I think this might be the coolest thing I've ever covered. Mm. I can't say it definitively yet, but I think it's going to be. Mother Nature was kind. No rain. Um, Thank God. There'll be some sweat on the court. They're going to have to have, you know, people helping them out there because it's going to be hot and it'll be hotter on the field than it is air temp because that's always the case. Every football game you ever play, the on the field temperature is hotter. Um, so, I mean, it, they're, they're going to have to deal with the heat. Yeah, uh, it's for sure. look like I'm playing 18 holes of golf today. Wearing my golf skirt, trying to... Uh, oh, I'll shorts on. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to put me in the lobby or they're going to put me on the field, but I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm not hanging out on the field for for two and a half, three hours in, uh, you know, in uh, pants. Uh, I'll, I'll probably have the shorts on, too, or jeans, I suppose. Um, this is a good team. I mean, you I think you went to a couple of matches last weekend. I watched them. I thought they'd lose a set last weekend and they did not. Uh, and they came close once, but but otherwise they didn't. They are. uh that's a good team. I mean, they, they're going to win tonight, and and they could win for a while. Uh, I think I think Nebraska's got a hell of a lot of talent. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Their, their biggest concern, honestly, is figuring out what lineup they want to go with. Yep. And that's a great problem to have. Yep. For sure, you can tell there's still a battle at middle blocker, although Andy Jackson might have 
might've put her name in there in a way that makes it hard to get her out of yeah. the lineup. And uh, outside hitter is going to be interesting to watch. Although again, Harper Murray, I, I don't think she's going anywhere. I think I she's. I don't think so either. I think the, I think the other position, the other outside spot is going to just depend on who's playing well in that moment. Right. Like it's Lindsay's job to lose. Yep. For sure. Um, but she was really inconsistent this weekend. She was. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, well, hey, we'll have full coverage of that. We again, I think we have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be like, but you just don't know what the emotions are until they kind of course through you. So Amy's going to write a column tonight. I think it's going to be terrific. Uh, Chattel will write a column tonight. Uh, Brand will have a gamer. Evan will have a story about, you know, just kind of the the pre, you know, what the run up to it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good coverage. Will say is going to write about that first match. Yes, um, he is. And the kind of, I don't, I don't know how many people will be in there for that, but I'm guessing you know, there'll be 15 grand, you know, right? I mean, maybe like it's going to be a really good match. Like these are it two is. really, really good teams. Like they're both right. ranked in division two and this is right. a scrimmage. You're never going to get a better scrimmage. No, both of, I'll say what both those teams could probably beat a couple teams in the big 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple teams in the big 10 that aren't very good. So, uh, you know, yeah. Wayne state could probably go to Iowa and, and win a five setter. Uh, that that's probably possible. Uh, UNK could probably do the same. Okay. Let's move on. I, hey, we got a football game tomorrow, right? 24 hours, 24 <laughs> hours from the start of the volleyball day. It, it'll be, uh, uh, the start of the Matt rule era. Um, it's been, I mean, it's been an interesting training camp. So they've done a lot of stuff. They've worked really hard. They've had two guys leave the program and they had another player who's not going to play for Nebraska. I'm sure now uh, who's been arrested and we're not going to really cover those things. I just, just want to note that like, it's been an interesting training camp. There's been a lot that's gone on. Now they go play a game. They're going to a sea of gold. It's not going to be. Coach too. They did. Yeah, that's right. They did. They lost a coach. Um, they're going to go to Minnesota. A lot of times when you go play at Minnesota, it's 15,000 Husker fans. I don't think that's going to be the case on a Thursday night. I think there'll be a little ribbon of red, but it's going to be mostly Minnesota fans. So tough environment. Um, as you think about, uh, I don't know, what matters most in a game like this, win or lose, what what do you think Nebraska needs to try to do um, to, start, to start the season and begin establishing the on-field culture of the Matt Rule era? Ball security. That's it. I don't think I need to elaborate. They've had their issues with that mm-hmm. both in the spring game and then they've had their issues with that in practice. Um, they need to hold on to the ball. Like you're gonna have turnovers, like it's fine. But we like unforced errors. No, you cannot have unforced errors. It's one thing if it's a strip sack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Late game, high stakes, high situation where you throw an interception. Yep. Whatever. But, you know, a muffed punt or kick return or just bobbling the ball when it's unnecessary. Like, you cannot have that. No. That's been a problem that Nebraska's had from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, since joining the Big Ten for sure. Um, 
I, yeah, when you mentioned that, I think of two players. And, and I'm not, I think Jeff Sims may have a pretty good game on Thursday night, but of course we're going to watch what he does taking care of the ball for sure. Like he has a lot of turnovers in his career. So we have to watch that. There's just no other, there's no other way to put it. I don't think they think he's going to have a bunch of turnovers, but he's going to have to prove that on the field. And then, uh, you know, that running back spot, uh, Anthony Grant, I don't know how much he's going to play. He'll probably play a little. I don't think they're just going to, you know, leave him, leave him off on the bench. But then all those running backs, can they, can they hold on to the ball? He also has some new receivers. Um, Alex Bullock, Thomas Fedoni, who's a tight end, but kind of a receiver. Didn't play a lot of football at the collegiate level. They're probably both going to get a catch. They got to make sure they hold on to it. Once they yeah. go to the ground. That's, that's good. Um, for me, I, I you know, I, I think Nebraska has to at least match or exceed Minnesota in the physicality component. They have to play with physicality. Um, and physicality is not just pure raw strength. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a combination of muscle and speed. Uh, you, you know, you have to play with what I call a leading edge. You have to play in a way that uh, you're playing with the front edge of your shoulder pad and you're playing with the front edge of, of you know, um, you're just playing hard. And and so I, I'll be curious to see how Nebraska matches up in the physicality department, not just are they strong, but are they fast? Um, and if they're able to if they're able to play with speed on defense, and this will lead to my next question, I think they've got a chance. You've written about the black shirts and the way that Nebraska's chosen to approach that. Clearly, the defense has had a good training camp because eight of the 10 single digit jerseys are defensive players, correct? Or is it eight of 11, eight of 10? I'm counting eight of eleven. Ethan Piper, Ethan Piper deserves right. Ethan Piper deserves to be in the conversation too. He earned one. He just literally cannot wear it because of NCAA numbering rules. Do you think they'll let him put a patch on there like you like you suggested? I mean, I would love to take credit for that. The Amy um, patch. R- regardless of what happens there, like he deserves to be honored with it. Like yeah. even if it's symbolically. So I would like to see the patch and then IBA idea by Amy at the bottom. It, I'll take the credit. It's an acronym, but it's not really my idea. Um, it was your. LSU gives out legacy jerseys, and sure. one year when I was there, uh, one of their number eighteen selections was an offensive lineman. They sure. they said that he was going to wear a patch, and he did. And so that's where I got the idea from. It's not like okay. I came up with it on my own. But you introduced it. It's I like did. the movie Inception. You're you're the person who put the in. You put I'll, the idea in that it. rule set. Let's just see if they get a patch, and hopefully you're. Again cool. um, eight of the ten def- players are you know single digit players. Eight or eleven are defensive players. Um, almost all of those are black shirts. I think all yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Henrich is not. Um, and I think there's a reason for that. And maybe we'll yep. kind of see if he plays a ton, uh, Thursday. But uh, anyway, um. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of the defense and the way that they handed out the black shirts and and how they're how they're approaching? Yeah, I think it's pretty close to like the original interpretation of what the tradition is. Um, you know, it. I think that he could have gone a lot of different ways with it and pissed a lot of people off about how he did it. Um, but I think this was a, just a good way to do it his own way but pay respects to what the tradition is. You know, if I personally could change one thing, I would wait a week and then do it. 
Um, because I think that you should have played at least one game for Nebraska before you earn one. But that's just my personal take. An interesting way of putting it. Yep, you have to have played a game in order to have the shirt. I uh I think I you know, I think that's a novel way of looking at it. Um, for sure. That's there have been coaches who have waited a week or two to to hand them out um based on performance. I'm not opposed to that. What I like is that it's just 11. So there have been years where, and Matt Rule kind of said, maybe we'll give out 12 or 13, but there have been years where Nebraska gave out 17. Or it's like, hey, now that this guy's finished his career, he gets a black shirt, or, you know, the punter gets a black shirt, or, you know, and it it's diluted the... If a punter gets a black shirt... He needs to have injured himself on a, like a tackle or something, um, which I guess in in that frame of reference, I guess one could have been issued last year, but it is one. Alex Henry got the black shirt many years ago from Bo Pelini, and Alex Henry helped the defense for sure, but with his punting. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I just think the way that it, it had one kind of style – until Kevin Cosgrove's last year in 07, Zach Bowman turns in his black shirt. Um, I don't know if it was a sign of protest or whatever it was, but he turns in his black shirt, and then it's almost like Bo comes in, we're going to do all kinds of different things. And so Bo kind of had a different plan every two years, it felt like. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he had the famous in 08, black shirts, yellow shirts, blue shirts, pink shirts, or whatever he said after the one of the games. Because somebody asked him, it was like seven games into the season, they hadn't given him out. And he was like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? Or something. So um, it does feel like the, the tradition is returning to its original roots. I think your tweak would be interesting and actually a pretty good one. Yeah, um, I just call me a purist, but I don't know. I just think you should have played at least one game. You're a purist. I just called you one. Um, all right. Who's your pick to click? Uh, Gaber. Okay. So in other words, you also think the offensive line is going to have a good game. I hope so. Okay. I am tired of the narrative that the offensive line is garbage. And if they are, then we'll keep on with it. But I am tired of it. Yeah, I agree. They should be pretty good. They really should be. Like, there's no real excuse here. Uh, it's not, it's basically all fourth and fifth year starters, right? Corcoran, Piper, Scott, Nuri, his last name is Newilly, and yeah. Ben Hart. They're all like fourth and fifth year guys. They, they really shouldn't. They should be pretty good. I agree. Okay. Uh, my pick to click is going to be, uh, you know, I got. I guess I got to pick a player on offense, Fedoni. I, I think that they're going to hit that tight end a couple of times, whether it's Borkrutcher or Fedoni, and that's mm -hmm. going to make a difference. I don't know which one it'll be, but it'll, you know, at the end of the game, I think we're going to say the the tight ends had four or five combined catches for eighty yards, and they're going to been a factor on defense. Who's your pick to click? Or and I guess if you want to pick defense or special teams, whichever one you want to. I am going to say that it's going to be Giff. Yep, that's a good one. I think he will click with uh, defense and special teams. 
He might get a pick. I think they can get an interception or two off of this guy. He uh, he throws high. Mm-hmm. Um, As we saw and, last year. Yeah. I think they can get a pick off this guy. They've got to control his ability to run, Kelly McManus. But I think they might be able, you know, if he goes down the middle to that tight end, he overthrows him, which is hard to do because Brevin Spanford is 6'7", 270. But if he overthrows him, I could see Gifford stepping into one. Um, I like that pick. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and 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 add my own and just say I I, I think Luke Reimer is gonna have a good game too. I, I think uh, this defense fits him. He he'll have a TFL or two. Um, if I have a concern about this game, it's uh, pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh it's it's getting it's getting to the guy. Um, you know, and and Minnesota does run an offense where you don't necessarily get to the get to the guy that easy because they they got the ball out of his hands quite a bit. They're not they're not uh, you know Mark Whipple's offense, but they've really struggled to get to Minnesota's quarterbacks over the years, with the exception of Tanner Morgan, and um, that will be that'll be a concern I have. Do you uh, do you think Nebraska will have a chance to win this game in the fourth quarter? Doubtful. But I will leave room for that possibility. Okay. So you think, you, game, you think Minnesota anything. seals the deal? You think they have a chance of sealing this deal by the end of the third quarter? Probably. Yeah. But it's the first game of the season. You know, stupid things happen um, in the first game of the season. Um, good, good, stupid, and bad, stupid, I guess. Um, which is part of the fun. You know, I I think I'm gonna have to put that line on Twitter when I when I pump this. <laughs> it's the first game of the season. Stupid things happen. Good, stupid, and bad, stupid. And you're absolutely <laughs> right about both. You're absolutely right. So yeah. Okay. That is our showdown for this week. We're off to the stadium to to do good work there. And uh we will uh well, Amy's going to have post-game video. I'm going to have post-game video of the football game. 